Hey friends, welcome to Living in His Purpose podcast, where we recognize that in God's purpose, He has the perfect spot for you. If you're a Christian woman and you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious by this rat race way of life and you're ready to find simplicity God's way, you're in the right spot. By replacing negative mindsets and habits with God's word, we're going to give Holy Spirit permission to come in and help us walk bravely in this upside down world. These are not easy things to face, sweet friend. You're going to have to put on your big girl pants. So pull them up, grab a drink, and let's get going. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I'm so thankful and grateful and happy that you're here. First, let me thank you for making my launch last week one of the best things ever. Thank you for your input, your kind words, and all the sharing on social media you did for me. You peeps are awesome. Okay, so today I'm going to throw in some science, some theology, and some mind work, and a little secret I want to share with you. Recently, I read a book called Switch on Your Brain, The Key to Peak Happiness, Thinking, and Health by Dr. Caroline Leaf. This was a life-changing, provoking book for me. When I was in nursing school, we were taught that you were born and continue to have the same amount of neurons your whole life. Our body didn't make anymore, so when they died off or were damaged, they were gone forever. And when they were damaged, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was a stroke or trauma or even aging. It was hopeless, untreatable, and irreversible. Well, science has come up in the world. It's now proving the Bible, which I find so very exciting. And there's a certain type of field of science called neuroplasticity, and it has been doing a lot of research on how our brain actually works. They've determined with scientific evidence that we can change not only how our brain works, but the physical structure itself through our thoughts. Let that sink in a minute. Some of you may be saying, what? And I'll be saying, read the book. <laughs> our thoughts can change our brain physically. That means we can take old thoughts, rewire them into positive thoughts. This is fascinating. And the cool part of this with the new technology, they can actually see and measure this activity that's going on. This plasticity means that changes can be directed by our thinking and the choices we make. Every day we have the ability to change the wiring of our brains. And this is where my excitement gets almost uncontainable. <laughs> Let's look at what God's word says. So in just a couple of verses, like Lamentations 3.23, it says, The Lord's mercies are new every morning. And in Proverbs 23.7, he says, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. We are designed to recognize and choose the right thing to think about. And this occurs with the leading of Holy Spirit. With his leading, we can build up and edify our spirit through his work and our choices. But what do you know? Science now knows what the Bible has been saying since the beginning of its creation. The brain has the ability to renew itself. <laughs> Just like in Romans 12 too. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So I'm not going to go into how all of the changing happens scientifically because this isn't the focus of today, but I may revisit this at a later date. If you read this book, which I highly recommend you do, just put it in your mind. It's a little bit of a hard of a read. You might have to read it twice. So as you go, underline things and highlight. So what does this have to do with what we're talking about today? Well, this is what we're talking about today. We are going to talk about how to take our thoughts captive. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture our thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. I have 
become a little obsessed, I will admit, with the power of the Word of God. I know as Christians, we all say it, we all say God has the power, and I believe we feel that it's some intangible thing out there that only the highly called spiritual greats of the world can actually access. And I'm here to say, no, (laughs) we all have this access. We all have this ability. He wants all of us to utilize it. He has given us this beautiful thing called the Word of God. And when we take a thought captive, It isn't just for the experiencing of pulling it out and looking at it and saying, oh, hello, how are you? (laughs) We're taking it captive to make it obedient to Christ. So we can use our spirit to help our souls become more like him. And we have less and less pull by sin and our desires while we're here in this world. We want to change our mindsets so we can become more effective at our witness to others about the power of God. Remember, our job here as Christians is to lead others to Christ so they can have this beautiful gift we have. Remember, God doesn't want anyone to perish and neither should we. But when our minds, our souls, remember we talked about this last week, our souls, it's a container that holds our thoughts, our emotions, our imaginations, our desires, our mindset, and our will. So when our souls are cluttered with negative thoughts, negative emotions, and negative ideas, we are being kept from God and the enemy has won. We are no good to those around us. If we're suffering from fear and anxiety and negative self-condemning thoughts, what good can we be? We have this wonderful gift from God to be filled up with him. We have a power that we can tap into. And I believe the enemy has done an excellent job keeping us preoccupied so we don't tap into that power. Remember, his first words recorded on paper, what did he say? He lied. He lied to Eve and he said, did God really say? So do you have any doubt? Do you hear a little voice saying, did God really say that? Well, God has done a good thing, sister. He's given us his word. He really did say it. He wrote it down. My goal here is to help Christian women find God's power for themselves so they can make the changes they need to become who God has for them. So let's read Ephesians 6.10. I know we know these verses, but I'm going to read them to you. It's actually 6.10 through 14. And I want you to listen to them. I want you to believe them. I want you to believe them. Believe that what God is saying here is the truth. So in Ephesians 6, 10 through 14, he says a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against the flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. So you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and body armor of God's righteousness. And we know how the rest of that goes. It talks about the armor and we'll talk about that another time because honestly, that's not the main focus today. I'm just kind of ramped up about this. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to share a little secret. But first, here's some background. Throughout my life, I would say I spent over half of it in a state of depression and anxiety that debilitated my thought processes that kept me from experiencing the true, true positive nature of God. And only through the power of the Spirit, not my ability because I could not do this change, have I been able to transform the way that I think. It did not happen overnight. It's 
still a work in progress. And anyone who tells you that this process can be done quickly is not telling you the truth and you need to reflect on what they're saying. I didn't realize that I had a process until I'd say the last couple of years while I was developing my coaching skills and deciding what it is that God's leading me to help women with. And once I wrote this down, I realized, wow, this is simple and doable and something I'm comfortable telling you about because I've done it and I've seen that it works in these trenches of depression, despair, fear, and anxiety. When I finally heard the word of God saying the same things enough times, something clicked and I started to believe it. One of my life verses, I'd say this verse comes to mind at least once a day, if not more, is Romans 8.1. And I've memorized it because I personally have felt the power that was in this particular sentence. Now, he's talking about our life in the spirit. Now that we're Christians, this is the truth that we have to hold on to. Romans 8.1 says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. This doesn't mean that you're a highly effective missionary or pastor or evangelist. This is anyone who belongs to Christ Jesus. If you've accepted him into your heart, you can claim this. And I'm going to just be one of many voices in this world. And by the way, I'm thankful that there are becoming more and more voices out there to build up Christian women. One more voice to say there is no condemnation for you. Your sins, your shortcomings, your failures, everything that you've done wrong, whether it was on purpose or not, has been taken from you. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you can claim this verse. There is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, the hardest condemnation can come from yourself. So here's the truth. Stop it. This is a lie from Satan telling you that this applies to everyone else and not to you. So just tell yourself it's a lie. It's a lie. And sometimes if we know the truth and we know what is in front of us is a lie, we can start to let go of some things. Over the years, I've been on a quest to find God. What is he about? And he takes me through about every three to five years through a different topic. It's like we're on a topical journey through my life. So when I lost custody of my daughter, I learned about faith. Uh, well, the beginning of faith. Let's just say that. That one's a little hard and that one takes a lot of other topics to, to solidify, but I learned that God is in control and I can trust him. Later, I learned about God's love and that one was life-changing. When you know that the God of the universe truly loves you, all things are possible and it opens your mind and your heart and your soul to listen to your spirit because you know he loves you. And once you know that he loves you, Everything can be grasped. Over the years, I've been reading books, reading blogs, taking online courses, doing Bible studies, watching videos, anything I could get my hands on to figure out how to unravel all the chaos in my soul. And let me remind you, Satan loves chaos. God is the creator of order. When I realized this, I knew I had to change something. And I believe that when we change our thoughts and our emotions, our life changes. But how many times have you heard that? And you think, yeah, that's all nice, fine and dandy. But how does that even work? Many, many times I have said that out loud. And I'm glad you figured it out. Tell me how to do it. And people do talk about it. They have their process, but I usually find it long and complicated. And I didn't find one that was easy for me to apply right in the thick of it, right in the thick of the chaos in my soul. That's what we need to know how to apply something in the thick of it. So I came up with this process and I've 
actually recently just written it down. And this is something I've been doing for years personally. I just didn't realize I could make it a process. So I developed this process and I use it with my coaching clients. Remember, I'm all about mindset. How do you change your mindset? How do you change how you view things? This is complicated and hard because our little brains are flighty and don't want to think about hard things. We're full of emotions and we have strong wills and we imagine things that are true or not true. There are just a lot of things that we have to wrestle with. What I'm going to talk about today in this process that I've developed to help you focus yourself, take those harmful thoughts and emotions captive. So I've included a free download in the show notes. So when you sign up for this little freebie, it will put you on my email list so that we can stay in touch. Just kind of FYI there. And I've named this my DAISY method for taking thoughts captive. And I'm going to go through this with you using a real life example and how this works. Okay, we all know how to spell DAISY, right? D-A-I-S-Y. All right. So it's an acronym. Our D stands for define or describe. So here's my example. Wake up this morning and my thoughts are anxious. I'm anxious because I can't control what's happening around me. I'm anxious because there are wars going on around me. I'm anxious because Christmas is coming. I'm anxious because family relationships are in the crapper. I'm just anxious. So let's use that one because I think a lot of people deal with it anxiety. And as a nurse for years, I've had to ask people what their medications they were on, you know, part of the admission process. And I can tell you there are a lot of us who are anxious. All right. So before we get too far into this, let's just imagine that at the top of the page, we have a nice little box and it's labeled define or describe. This is where you're going to write out your old thoughts or what you're currently thinking or feeling. Okay. It's important to write it down. When you take things out of your head and you put it on paper, you're taking away some of its power. When you have things in your mind, we know the trappings of our mind, how our imaginations twist and turn and make things way worse than they are. So we put it on paper. It may be hard, it may be worse. It may be bad, but we're going to write it down. Okay. And in the download, it's going to give you a little bit more information, but I want to keep it simple for today. I want you to be able to think about this while you're driving in the car. I want you to see how it works. So you have your old thoughts or the thought you woke up with this morning. I'm anxious. Christmas is coming. Our family's in shambles. I don't know what to do about that. That's your D. I've written it down. Christmas is coming and my family is in a disarray. It's a mess. Okay. Next is the letter A, and the A stands for ask God in prayer. We're going to ask God because in James, he says that we will not be rebuked for asking. If you need wisdom, wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He's there. He's waiting. He's listening. He's waiting for us to ask. So we're going to pull up our big girl pants and we're going to go to God and we're going to say, I'm asking you. I'm going to ask you, what do I do about this? This anxiety is controlling me. It's bringing me down. I can't focus on the things around me. Life is speeding by because I'm all inside my head. I'm missing the beauty around me that you've given today for me to see. Okay, so we're going to ask God in prayer. You're going to write your prayer out and you're going to get specific. Or if you have a notes app or something to dictate into, which side note, I just think dictatable things are awesome. It's great for those who have, uh, those of us who talk fast and write slow. <laughs> so we're going to ask God in our prayer for the truth, okay? We need the truth. God, I know you know all things. That's the truth, right? So show it to me. Show it to me. I is put yourself in the word to find the truth. Our minds are deceitful above all things. We cannot develop our mantras to follow like, I'm a good person. Everyone loves me. I am beautiful. We need something to back that up. We need the truth. And where is the truth? In John 14, God says, your word is truth. 
So as a Christian, we believe God. We believe that God's word is true. Okay, hang on. Let me stop you just there. If that's not something you believe, I would venture to say anxiety is not your main problem. Maybe fear or unbelief. Unbelief could be a main problem. And if you don't get that foundation down, that you believe God is true and that he loves you and he's for you, if you can't believe that the word of God is true, you need to start there. You need to go back up to your D and redefine what you need to talk to about God. So in this example, we're going to go from the premise that we know God's word is true. I just woke up this morning feeling like I'm very anxious because Christmas is coming and the family's all a mess and I don't know how to deal with it. And rather than uh, spending the rest of the day all wrapped up in these yucky feelings, I'm going to ask God in prayer to show me the truth. I'm going to open the word. I'm going to be in the word to find out the reality of the truth. What does the word do? How does this work? Well, remember, we have our body, soul, and spirit. So what the word does, and remember the word is alive, it's active. Jesus is actually the word, which the the wordplay on all that God talks about and the inner twistings of it all are so fascinating to me. I just got off script. Hang on. <laughs> all right. It's alive. It's active. It is something that God works through and Holy Spirit works through. Holy Spirit is joined with our spirit and he has a lot to say, but we got to open the book. Sometimes he talks to us, but most of the time we get it from the book. So we open up the book. Now, what's Holy Spirit saying to me? So I'm thinking of anxiety. I'm anxious. So what do I do now? Well, with so much technology, this doesn't have to take hours. I'm going to go to my Bible app. I'm going to search for the word anxious and I'm going to see what shows up. Okay, so here I've done this. Oh, I've got all sorts of stuff here, people. In Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So what are we looking at here? Well, God says, don't worry. But what do I do instead? Because, you know, your brain has to do something. You need to pray. What do you pray about? It says everything. Tell God what you need. And then there's a prescription here. Don't miss this. Thank him. Thank him for all he has done. I'm going to tell you from personal experience, you cannot be worried and stressed and anxious if you are actively thinking God. You've got to look around to figure out what you're thanking him for and what your and your thoughts are going to change. You'll change from this anxiety that has gripped your brain and you'll be filled with the word. And the word says, be anxious for nothing. Pray and tell him everything and thank him. Right there. God has given you a prescription against anxiety. And you can go on and on. Let's find another one. Here's another one. Matthew 6.34. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow brings its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So I'm not going to think about Christmas Day because, you know, that's a lot. That's a big thought to imagine the entire Christmas Day. The day that the world blows up to be something fantastic when I know mine is not going to be fantastic. But that's another day. What do I have in front of me? What do I have today? Well, I don't have to worry about Christmas Day today. It's not Christmas. I have other things on my list that I need to think about. And I'm going to think about it. And I'm going to spend time thanking God for what I have. Here's another good one. 1 Peter 5, 7. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. There's actually another translation. He says, cast your anxieties on him. Now we can start changing our thoughts. We've asked God to show us the truth. 
What has he shown us? He's shown us that he cares for us. He cares about our today. He's got a prescription for us. Don't worry about tomorrow. Thank him for everything. Ask him for everything. Now you have brain space taking up with good thoughts. You're sucking it into your brain and your brain is saying, oh, I'd rather live here than in that anxious world that I was at before. Now, this doesn't mean that you've read it. It's going to stick. No, it doesn't mean that it in 30 minutes, if you're lucky 30 minutes, that same anxious thought comes again. My family's in shambles. What am I going to do about that? This is where the power of your spirit that God has made alive in you can rise up. So now we're moving on down to our S. We're going to say to our spirit, rise up. Rise up, spirit, and lead my soul, my thoughts, my emotions, my imaginations, my mindset, my will. Rise up and lead me. Remind me of the truth. Convict me of the truth. That's what the S is for. Say to your spirit, rise up. And then the last step is your why. Okay, we've got our old thought, our new thought. We've prayed. We're thanking God. We're asking the spirit to do this thing. And I don't know about you, but I'm a doer. I need to know what to do. What do I need to do? And this is probably the hardest part for me, and I'm sure I'm not alone. The why is to yield your old thought. Let it go. I will not sing the song, even though I'm thinking of it in my brain. (laughs) It's not serving you. It's taking up brain space that God wants to use to share his glory to other people. Yield your own old thought. Let it go. And how do you do that? Well, you have to be proactive, all right? When we're taking these thoughts captive, we're grabbing it. Remember, like I said earlier, we're not saying, oh, hello, how are you, and passing it on. We're going to take it prisoner for Christ, okay? We're going to take that thought, I'm anxious, my family's in shambles, and I'm going to say, but that's not what God says. God says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worry for itself. Pray, ask, thank me for what you already have. So you have to have a plan. Remember, like it says in Ephesians 6, we're in a battle. You have to have a battle plan. What is your battle plan? Well, here are some ideas and actually some things that I think are critical. We need to make daily reminders. So later in one of the episodes for maybe several episodes, we're going to talk about habits and why they're important. What are your daily habits? Are you in the word of God every day? This means waking up 10 minutes early or listen to the Bible being read to you while you're getting ready for your day. You can turn on the word of God. You've got it on all of your devices. Just turn it on and listen. Let him infuse it with you. Are you praying? Are you talking to God every day? We can't have a conversation if we're not paying attention to him and you pay attention to him in your prayer. So these are things that you need to be part of your daily reminders. Yes, God can speak to us through our spirit to convict us or teach us or show us or enlighten us but his main way of talking with us is through his word you have to be in his word i highly encourage you to do a more in-depth study there are gazillions of them out there they can be short they can be long even just the practice of reading your bible every day throughout the year and the new year's around the corner this is a great way to start your year I highly recommend the Bible app. It's free and it has a ton of resources in it. Not only is it the Bible and many different versions of the Bible, but there are short daily studies. There are plans that you can read the Bible through in a year. And in addition to reading, let me, I can't leave this out. I almost forgot. You need to be in church. There is such a necessity of going to a local church, being part of a church body to hear, discuss, and grow together with other believers. There is great power in multitudes. This is how we yield our old thoughts. You have to say it out loud. 
You have to say, enough, I'm done. I'm done with these old thoughts. I trust God. I'm going to go to his word. I've asked him in prayer to show me the truth. I'm in the word. I see the truth. I'm telling my spirit, tell me the truth every day. Every 30 minutes when this thought comes up, I'm going to yield over my old thoughts. I'm going to stand up and say, you know what? I don't have to think about that. I don't have to dwell on that anxiety. I don't know the answer. I have no idea how things are going to end up, but I know that God does, and I'm going to trust that. And some days, that's all you got. What do you have? I don't know. I don't know the answer, but God does. But God. I recently saw a necklace. I think it was on sale, probably in Facebook videos. Sometimes I get trapped over there, watch them for hours and hours. And it was a necklace, and on it says, but God, and the caption was a great conversation starter. And I thought that was pretty interesting. What I'm telling you is that all of the experiences that we're going through, they're not for naught. They're not just God kicking our feet out from underneath us. They're not punishment that God is giving us. It's not like that. These are things that we're going to go through that we can share with other people. But you know, we all have those people in our lives that they really like to share all their problems, right? And sometimes I am that person. So if you're listening and I've done this, I apologize. I do recognize usually later that I have done that. And I'm just going to give a blank statement to everyone who's listening that I have been the complainer. I'm sorry. <laughs> but how much better is it when we talk to a friend that says, you know, I really had a struggle with this this morning and God showed me something fantastic. How encouraging is that? It's encouraging to me. I am highly encouraged by what other people tell me, how they're facing their trials, what they're doing to overcome these hardships and what they're doing to put more of God in them. It's very encouraging. Okay, so this episode has been a little bit longer than I'd imagined, but I have a lot to say about this and we may revisit it again. So I'm going to recap. Here's the Daisy method for taking your thoughts captive. Just a side note, the reason that I chose daisies as a part of my branding is the meaning of the word. You know, every flower has a meaning and daisies mean a new beginning. I've always loved daisies because they're simple. They come in a gazillion colors, uh, but I personally like the white ones with the yellow centers and their little petals are just so positive. They just stand out. They don't droop down. They don't reach high. They just stand out from the flowers. And I love that. I love that about them. So I created this as a daisy method first of all, because I can make the letters work <laughs> and second because I love the thought of a daisy. This is a new beginning. This take hold of this. And if you don't follow this process, create your own. Go out, do it, spend time with God. Let him show you what he has for you. Okay, let's recap one more time and be done with this. D, defining or describing your thought, your emotion, maybe actions that you're doing you don't want to do, maybe things you're imagining, maybe your willpower about uh, or a mindset about a person or people or a thing or circumstance. All of this is a big box, right? A is for ask God in prayer. What are we asking him for? We're asking what he's already given us, but we're putting it into words. We're asking him for the truth. We want the truth. Then we're in the word. The I is for in the word. We're going to get in the word. We're going to let God now tell us the truth in the word. And we're going to take those verses, just like I said earlier for me, it's Romans 8, 1. And I'm going to say it again because I love it. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. None. None. Anyway, take a verse, one verse, just pick one. 
Let your soul and your spirit talk to you. Be quiet when you're in the word so that you can hear which one is really going to cover that anxiety because we all come at our thoughts and our emotions from different angles. And one of the verses are going to sit with you. It's going to resonate with you. Write it down. You're going to write it down. You're going to say to your spirit, rise up and lead me. Lead me to believe this thought, this choice. Convict me of the truth. Convict my mind, my emotions, and help me believe this spirit with the power of the Holy Spirit. That was our S. I think I missed the S. Yes. So S, say to your spirit, rise up. And then Y is to yield. Yield that old thought. Let it go. It's old baggage. It's holding you back. It's not allowing you to become who God has for you. You cannot live in his purpose if you're carrying all the baggage of all these negative thoughts and feelings and imaginations. Okay. Well, I hope that some of this has been somewhat educational for you. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking about it and I could go on and on, but... (laughs) It's 30 minutes. We got to stop. Okay. In the show notes, I have a link to the download and I'm also going to put it into like a bookmark form so you can print it out, cut it, laminate it, put it in your Bible. And if this has been helpful, I would love to hear from you. Uh, My contact information is in the show notes. And if you're thinking this process is awesome and would love to have some more in-depth help via coaching, feel free to schedule a discovery call with me and let me coach you to a mindset. You can take these thoughts captive. And you know what would get me to do a little happy dance in my big girl pants? (laughs) A review from you. Would you take a moment and let others know what you think? I hear Apple Podcast rules the roost, but wherever you listen, give it a thumbs up and subscribe. Thanks for your time. Have a wonderful week and God bless. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. And I'm hoping that you received a word. Let me close with a passage of scripture. Rejoice in your confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. By doing this, sweet friend, you're going to find that you can take those thoughts captive and change that mindset and be anxious for nothing. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time.